Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. The uh, gang is back this week. Johnny Tobin, James Blanchfield, Tom Cruddy. Lads, how are you going? Oh, good, Stephen. Good, Stephen, yourself? Ah, not a bother, not a bother. Um, well, it's great back... to see you that he's not all dark around you there. <laughs> <laughs> You're lit up there, lovely, Tom. That's a good For, for a change. Not yet. Sure, you know what? We're going to start with that. Uh, just briefly, um, there was no match to report on last week between Carlo and the Thai folks, if if you're not aware, because it didn't happen because Tom forgot to put the 20p in the little box at the end of the floodlights at the end of the pitch, and the whole thing was in the darkness, sort of called it off, and it's happening uh, this Sunday at 3 o'clock um, and that. But there was plenty of action in the bar. Instead, we hear... Um, so all's well that ends well and all that sort of jazz <laughs> we've all been there lads we've all been there oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're lucky yeah, but we, uh, we had a sec- we had a full seconds match though we had our full seconds match. but I'll let you go on you, know, so you, you had your lovely matches in the light last weekend so we'll we've had the daytime Tom you see <laughs> <laughs> we had no diesel Sunday we couldn't we, we let the daylight <laughs> Did you not know, lads? Like, did you not know we're in the middle of an energy crisis? You know, the Green Party would love to hear that your match was called off on Saturday night and that you weren't burning fossil fuels unnecessarily when you could play in a perfect daylight. Now, it's all right. We're putting, we're going to put a windmill up there as well, just just to make sure there's enough, there's enough hot air blowing around. The, there's enough hot air blowing around to do this. You hadn't enough coal for the steam generator to keep her going. Um. Tom, yeah, sure, we'll talk with you first. So anyway, Carlo Atayis, we're looking forward to this one. Near neighbours, across the road, that was the whole idea behind playing the match on a Saturday and under lights so the lads would have Sunday off. That didn't happen, of course. The lights went out, so did the game. Uh, but you're up against uh, each other on Sunday, again in Oak Park, um, which is a really looking forward to this one, though. Yeah, it's, oh, jeez, an awful, an awful pity we had, because um, the seconds played first, a cracking game. Um, two slightly different sides actually playing so they were the opposite to us they were actually um, really forward forward orientated played the ball quite and tight um, but uh, we tried to we played the opposite we're trying to we played a, a nice played a, an expansive game against them so it was kind of 50 50 ended up being a draw at the end of it um, tough game but uh, it was really, really. Look, I mean, it's actually a great game to watch. Just two different types of play. One was tight, and the same one was wide. And um, uh, a couple of players actually back. I mean, only for back. Ben was back at ten. Um, I think he thought he was Richie Mwanga. Uh, didn't realise he has to actually pass the ball and kick. But yeah, no, I'll joke aside. The play, he played quite well. Um, a couple of a couple of lads actually. Young lads did really, really well. Uh, Young fella there, second row. Tom Connors had a great game. Uh, Aaron Bulger came on the second half and into the centre again. Ha- had a really, really, really good game. Um, young fella from Bagnastown, guy called Billy Fitzpatrick, who only played with the school down there. He's just joined and uh, went back in, went in full back for the first time ever, and had a cracking game. So it was a, as I say, there's a mixture of youth and age in that team, and they they did very well. Probably should have looked, being honest with, we'll call it spade a spade. They should have won the game. Um, but a tie just stuck with it right to the end, as you'd expect them to do. And uh, we let them back into the game in the last about 15 minutes. And, you know, that's uh, that's the that's rugby. But it was, it was a cracking game. Then the excitement happened. It was a real big build up. There was a, Jesus, some atmosphere. You could hear the two teams just really know the intensity of both sides in their, uh, their warm ups. Uh, both look good. We took to the pitch, and uh, to be honest, I thought we started really, really well. Um, I thought we were playing slightly on top at that stage when the we had uh, our lights went. Just one of those things, new new electronic gadgets put in, and uh, we couldn't reset it in time to uh, get the match back on. Uh, so we've deferred. I have to say, look, to, to say anything, I, I have to say, at high, were so gracious in what happened. I know that there was no, there was absolutely no animosity towards us. Um, they 
both sides took it on the chin. I'd say if anybody was more disappointed, it was actually us. It was it was nearly like as if we lost the game in the dressing room after. Um, but at at high, were so gracious in the in the way they handled things and came into the bar and had a great night with us. So I mean, we're really look look we're we're really looking forward to this weekend again. Um, only issue is we've we're missing uh, missing a couple of lads when you when you have to play with no real choice in the matter when you have to play in the in the in the gap weeks when there's nothing on you know the catch up weeks and just for us it was just unfortunate that the catch up week is this week's and uh, we had a couple of lads who booked stuff away so we're actually short um uh ross ross elms and johnny murphy are gone for this weekend like this huge loss in the pack yeah huge 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 loss in the pack but look this is this life and what can you do like you can't you you can't you have to get on with these things and uh but look we're really really looking forward to it and there's a a good build-up lads we did a decent enough session considering it was a week off um a lot of the seconds came in when they didn't have to come in on on tuesday night you know to supposed to be kind of uh a chill out sort of week and you know get things back reset after the southeast and and the first rounds but now uh, look we're going to have a tough three weeks because we have ourselves we have to play uh, a tie we have to play tolo and um, uh, we also have to go away to i think it's longford as well so like, it's going to be a really really tough three weeks is tom um from a rules point of view could because you couldn't what would you call it? Facilitate the game. Was you know? Is there anything in the rules to say that a tie should have been handed the game or anything like that, or is it just no? The only thing, the only thing that just for people happened, who don't know now. Yeah. The only thing that could have happened there was a tie could have asked for the fixture to be played in the tie, and we'd have to play right. them twice at home because technically they travelled. It's yeah. the same for youth games as well. If you if a team travels to a venue and a game is called off, the next game has to be in their home grounds. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, a tie were so gracious in the way they handled everything. And just look at the we're local club. First thing they said was, "Look, said we're we're all lo- we're local clubs here, and uh, and it's great having them." You know, that's the difference between there's a little bit of closeness between ourselves, Tolo, to Kenny. There are, you know, they're just. It was nice to have a tie back in. Like, regardless of what's going to happen at the weekend, it's they're it's great. They're a good club. They're a really really good club. Um, there were a great bunch of guys that. You know that there we knew a lot of them. Um, there's a couple of lads there played in the Gen- Leinster Juniors with our lads, and you know, and uh, a lot of lads went to school with each other. Some of the guys in Kilkenny College for both sides. So uh, as I say, look at the lo- it is. We have another new local derby, so isn't it great? And uh, let's hope we can have. Uh, if the crowd that came on, but to be honest, look, lads, if the crowd that came on Friday night uh, or Saturday night last week come this sunday it'll be a cracking day so anybody's around wants to come over and have a look it's definitely definitely hopefully but fingers crossed be a great game absolutely and as tom said there because this is a gap week in the leinster league so the only local side out this weekend is carlo a tie sunday three o'clock oh park uh james blanchfield lead a celebration in kilkenny the weekend your new facilities and bits and pieces there was all that sort of stuff going on but on the pitch effective <clears throat> nice one yeah, because it was uh, it was class. Look at yeah. um, the day started off brilliantly. Uh, like we had the opening the clubhouse, and John Robinson was down, and Debbie Carty was up from from Wexford there to open it, and um, we had a pre match lunch, and it was brilliant. The Bechtel lads are all there, but was having the pre match lunch, and um, went out into the pitch anyway, and I kind of missed the first half of the seconds game because I was in having my lunch. Strolled across the pitch, expecting the seconds to be getting a flogging because, you know, they were playing, I think, back-to-back seconds league champions. Perspective. I think I've won the last two on the bounce. And when I kind of asked what was the score, someone said, oh, it's 17-22. And I was going, Jesus, they're doing well, aren't they, to be losing by that amount? Because, no, they're winning. Yes. And uh, I was kind of looking, I knuckled down, I started looking, and in the five minutes, the first five minutes that I saw the seconds game, I could actually understand they deserve to be winning here. They're playing these boys off the park. And uh, as the game progressed, then Bechtel went to point up and we had an opportunity. And then we 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 went two points up and it was kind of ding for, tit for tat there for a few minutes. And Bechtel were leading by a few points with a couple of minutes to go. And we got a penalty and put it over the bar. Then we got a try and we ended up winning, I think, 32-26 or something like that. 
that alone in itself would have been brilliant to walk away and everyone would have been delighted with that because the se- it would have meant the second's first win over Bechtif in the second's league. There was two seconds wins on the bounce now for the lads. Seconds are top of the league, which is something that hasn't happened for seconds, any seconds team since I'd say it's 10 years since you would have seen, oh, it's only two, three games in since you would have seen a Kilkenny seconds, the top of the league. But they're there now and they're, they're there on merit. And it was just a brilliant game of rugby. It was a brilliantly rounded game of rugby by the lads. Um, they would have lost that game three weeks ago. They lost an identical match to Ashbourne and Kilkenny three weeks ago because decision making at the right, at, at key moments was wrong. But they made the right decisions in those moments this week and they've, they've won. And likewise, the previous week against the Tonians. But the seconds now have momentum going. They have a fully autonomous squad of players there. Training has been changed to Friday night to suit the second. So all the lads that are away in college can come back and train on Friday nights. So they should now have no excuses or there's no excuses or no reasons why they can't kick on and stay competing at the top of that league. But yeah, we'll go on to the first game. That was just... I said it last week's when we were last week's podcast. For us to win, for us to beat Bechtif, we had the number one arrive tuned in and have the right preparation. And that was evident that the preparation was right, that they were tuned in from the warm-up. Everything was done methodically, systemically, and that transferred into the game. The lineup was on point, the scrum was on point. Yeah, we we conceded a few scrum penalties, but you you live to expect that at junior rugby. We pinched about four or five of their lineouts on their lineout and won all of one all of our own bar one. Um, the performance of the Kilkenny players is, and I'm purposely not naming anyone in particularly, because the performance was immense from one to twenty. Um, everyone, everyone performed incredibly well. Uh, our opening try came through Damo Lahi, and it was a really well worked team try, linked to the pitch kind of stuff. Through phases, 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 and Demo eventually got over and got it. The second try was was a similar one. Jack Walsh got that from a chip over the top from 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 Hugh Corkery. Again, that was a try that was constructed come the length of the pitch. Uh, Hugh Corkery spotted a gap in behind, chipped over the the the, the Bechtif defence. One phase, Jack picked and went over the line. But Jake McDonald's our third try was just it. It was probably your quintessential classic try you know just two phases bang bang overlap Jake in in the corner and it was just a simply worked try and as I always say rugby is a simple game a great game and it's played simply and it was played very simply and Jake got in our defence was massive Bechtoff in fairness threw them through a huge amount at the lads and they stood they just stood strong now yeah they got over for a try to bring the deficit down to 10 points with a few minutes to go but I firmly believe that the lads were hurting over the previous week against the Tonians because as the week progressed last week, I heard that some fellas arrived at 25 past three or 20 past three for a half three kickoff because of the traffic. So the preparation was wrong there. But from the minute they took to the pitch on Sunday, on Saturday, I don't believe that result was going anywhere else. They were just on point. They were focused. Um, everything they did worked well. We had a little bit of a concern. Joe Manuel went off with a with a pulled hamstring just before half time. And in previous years, that would have been a big concern for us, you know. But a young fellow off, a young fellow who's just out of 18s, or at least 19 now, Dan Dowling, just came in for his first crack at first rugby in the Leinster League. And it was like Joey was still on the pitch, you know. Dan was just brilliant. Um, we need to factor in as well that we played 20 minutes with 14 men because we did get two yellow cards. And, uh, you know, but the other side is like, Bechtoff played well as well, but we just we just matched them. We matched them and beat them across the pitch. Now we still have to go up to Donnybrook, and you know it could be the we could be on the wrong side of it in Donnybrook, but we'll take that win. It was just it was brilliant, and you know if you were to pick a couple of players who really who really kind of ground down, you'd have to say like Gary Dunn was was brilliant. Um, um, Wes Carter was exceptional as as Wes always is. Um, Jack uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Power at scrum half was 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 just super. But you know, if I had said to you two weeks two weeks ago, we're waiting for Jake Prattley to come back to fill the number nine jersey. Now you're kind of saying, Jesus, Jake Prattley is back next week. Um, he's going to have his work cut out. He'll have to 
he'd have to displace Jeff Power off the first team. Now we know because Jeff was that good last weekend. So look, in essence, it was it was an all round brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Kilkenny performance. And you know, back to back to for shell shock, I don't think they were expecting it. I think largely a lot of us weren't expecting it as well. But you know, the belief is there in the team. They've set a precedence for themselves now, and they need to maintain the expectation or the performance to to ensure the expectation that we all have of them now is transferred through to, I suppose, a top four league place at the end of the season. Because that's that's the ambition. Um, and the team that's there and the depth and squad that's there, they're absolutely good enough to get that outcome. Yeah, you have your baseline performance put in now, James. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. no doubt. Yeah. You know, it was. And that, that, that that's the fair way of putting it. That's the performance now that we need to live to expect from them. And it'll be hard for up like if they if they if they perform in all of their next games, it's a big ask, but perform in all of their next games to that level and that standard, it'll be very difficult for teams to pick them off. Now we've a big challenge and next the next day up, it's Monkstown away. You know, like we took a we we, we took a scalp last weekend off Bechtiff. That puts Monkstown in a very strong position at the top of the league now. They're going to be looking now to put a little bit of a distance between themselves and um, and Bechtiff at the top. So, you know, we have to go up to Monkstown now and make sure that we 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 match that benchmark. Absolutely. Well done. A nice way to cap off celebrations at the club as I well. Was, it was. You know, it would have yeah, it nice. it would have it, it kind of rendered the day. It would have taken, taken a little bit away from the day had we not won. But subsequently to that, like then, off the win, the clubhouse was absolutely heaving on Saturday night. Like I left it at half nine and there were two or three deep at the bar at half nine. And uh, uh, there was a DJ and live music. And look, it was just it was just a brilliant day in the club. If you could have two or three days a year like that in all of our clubs, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, Thomas had one of his already, so <laughs> <laughs> he got it in early. But in credit, just on, on the wider thing, just credit to uh, everyone that pulled it together. In Kilkenny, like the off the pitch, the opening of the club last weekend, it was uh, yeah. it was brilliant. Like Dave Matthews, Vinnie O'Shea, Mick O'Donovan, uh, and many, many others who 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 pulled it together. Yeah, good stuff. Congratulations on the win. That's a nice scalp to get. And like I said, a baseline performance going forward. And uh, you know, if you can, like you said, you can bring that to the pitch every time you go out as well. You know what you're capable of at the end of it. Um, nice one, James. We'll move on to uh, Tuller now. Uh, Johnny, uh, you had a good win over Mullingar. Yeah, we had two good wins. Um, yeah. We've entered the Seconds League by storm. Uh, we had a cracking game against uh, Mullingar, Seconds game. We had 26 lads togged out for it. Obviously, you can't play 26, but we had 26 lads there ready to rock. Um, it was 25-7 at half time. Thought, oh, it's a little bit tight. And then the lads kind of ran away with, you know, just 60 points to seven and finished. Um, and that's with only like 10 days, maybe it's might as well say a continuous training together. It was an unbelievable performance. It was actually it was actually the, the best seconds game I've seen the Tullow team play in a long, long time. Probably right. since 2018, the Towns Cup win. Um, they were just phenomenal. The young lads like uh, Keane Leonard, uh, my own younger brother David was very, very good. Um, Ryan O'Sullivan, Carl Bailey. All these young lads, really, really solid. It's great to see lads like Keane Doyle and these back as well, who kind of fell out of love with the game from the youth system. Like I've said a few times, we kind of had that big drop-off point there for a few years, and Keane would have been one of them lads that would have suffered in that. But he had a phenomenal game on the weekend. He was class. So, um, yeah, really, really good. And that set the, set the tone for another cracker of a game. But it didn't start off all um, all roses. We were 14-8 down after 15 minutes. Um yeah, so the opening 10, 15 minutes for us have been a bit of an issue because we were we were two tries down in Wicklow after 14 or 15 minutes as well and the first day out. So, But the credit to the lads, they fixed that problem. Uh, they knuckle down. They start playing to the shape. They start really, really, really just dominating all the areas of the contact, like the scrums. The scrums are unbelievable. Um, like when you've lads as good, if not better, on the bench to come on, to worry in sight, like, um, you know, like we had the likes of uh, Aaron O'Byrne to come on, Louis Kilcoyne, Joe Waters, they were on the bench, and they're generally first team starters, like, yeah. you know, Tom Cash That's and Scott Hallback. Bench, Johnny. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, the strength and depth at the moment is, I don't want to jinx around, but it's very, very good. It's at, at, up, up front anyway. Um, and then, like, with some cracking backstrays, 
we had uh, two wingers score two tries apiece, and then we had one in the forwards with Jordan Labour, uh, and sorry, sorry, two in the forwards, what Jordan and Stevie. But the lads were just relentless. Um, from well, I wouldn't say it's all game, but I'd say from the for the for the last sixty five of it because the first fifteen were a bit of a, a bit of a blowout. Now, to be honest, um, but yeah, like. Like you can we rave about it and we rant about it, but we're not done, like we're not finished yet, we're not finished article. We're we're on six points now with a bonus point against Mullingar at home. It's not an easy game to win, but we done it. Um we're in a really, really good place. We had a really good week this week. It's a down week, so we had two training sessions. Uh we'll have another one actually tonight, and then we have a team bond and then Saturday we're one on a mystery tour that Stevie Smith is organizing. So that could end up anywhere or uh, uh yeah. yeah so, funny. What's this week, Harry on? Well, I'm actually not allowed on it. Um, I'm a home babysitting, but the lads are on. It. <laughs> so they're going on a session. But um, the seconds, like the seconds and the first last week, were really just incredible. You know, it was it's just class to see the crowd out in the Black Gates last Sunday was class. And I actually believe if you have a seconds game before your first game, you get a bigger crowd. Generally, obviously, the lads will stay around, but you actually get more people out to watch the two games, the one game. Like just, it was just, it was just class. Was class to be around now. The clubhouse was lepping on Sunday. The Mullingar boys have put enough money behind the Tullow Bar to last us the, the next two weeks away. They were drinking porter to bait the band. Um, good. But it was just really, really good. Really, really positive. But we've two massive weeks ahead. We obviously not this weekend. But we've Carlo Sunday week and we've a tie after that. So we'll be in Oak Park on Sunday <laughs> having a little look <laughs> as as the Atoy lads were in Carlo or in Tullow last Sunday. Uh, we 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 will travel to Oak Park. Have a, have a he's all over. He's all over on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, sure. We, we we were disappointed Saturday night, but we'll go back again. Don't worry. I know. No. Poor Boris traveled. Poor Boris traveled up from Wexford. Will we get free admission this time? I wonder. No, we're going to take another fiver <laughs> off you. <laughs> <laughs> going to have that. Look at the you there. It's ten or for you or twenty for you. <laughs> amongst the three of us what we've all said like all of our clubhouses were heaving after our matches the weekend yeah, yeah I haven't you seen know, it so long that's something that I don't know what's <laughs> gone wrong in junior rugby but it kind of seems to have petered away that like you mentioned it to me Tom after we played G in the Southeast League none of our lads went into your clubhouse after the game and I think it's something that clubs we have to try and get our patrons back into the clubhouse after the game because that's where I suppose that's where junior rugby, that's the foundation of it, like is what happens off the pitch, you know. And absolutely. If you look like look at the three of us, we're all in great humor because we all had good weekends relatively so relatively, but then we had great crack off the pitch as well. And I think it's something we have to like Dave Matthews and others, Glenn Hector and our club are working very hard at trying to get it. But it's um like it just puts a different dynamic on things and everyone has great crack and you know, I think it brings everything together. It's the finishing touch, like, you know. Yeah, well it's 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 I have a I have a the only grievance I have towards though in at, with the teens at the moment in general, I've just noticed this over the last since I've been more involved again, like I've been involved with youths, you know, for the last number of years, but I kind of back with the seniors and, and, and more involved with with the adult rugby. And what I've noticed, the biggest change I've noticed is yeah, if you after like in the bar afterwards, there's not the same um, chat between the players as in between your opposition before. Yeah. Like I remember, you used to go in, you get your bowl of soup or your stew or whatever. It depends the time of year what you were getting, and uh, you go in and you sat down with your opposite man, or you sat at the table with the with the opposition, and yeah. then you went in and you bought your opposite man a pint, or whatever, or mean or whatever the hell he's having, you know, and. Uh, yeah. You had a chat, you know, you could hop off each other on the field and then you come in and you have a chat afterwards. But I just noticed that it seems to be that that thing that has kind of lost its uh, it's kind of lost its, its mojo, even though the clubhouse is packed and yeah, we all have clubhouse, but I just I think the boys are going to lose out in the long term so they won't remember who they're playing against. Yeah. Like, you know, we're going to clubs and we still know all the heads. Like you're walking into a clubhouse over in Mullingar or Longford or you could be up in Dundalk and and there's some fella across the bar be looking at you going, yeah, yeah. And then he walks over and you have a chat and you go, oh, Jesus, we played back in the day, whatever. And yeah. you got, you know, you get to know each other. 
And I think that rugby, junior rugby needs to just get that back on board. It's very important that um, not only the management whatever chat to each other and get, you know, get that thing going, but I think clubs, the players need to start interacting with each other more so and becoming, you know, you don't have to like each other, but just get to just get to know each other and chat because just be polite. You know, just this is where the crack comes in, and it's like you know, yeah. like you said, Mullingar had points, uh, Bechtel had points, and yeah. um, and at high state, but like they're little things. And I was down in Euros, and it's actually I got crossing Euros because the same has happened. Our own fellas, um, the day we lost in Euros, um didn't think about going into the bar and went off and there was stuff there and we had a chat afterwards and like that's just not on like i stayed and they had banter with their own players on there they seem to have a good buzz in their clubhouse you know and their division behind us and they're the days that you need your need those things to bind together but hopefully look lads listening and whatever will try and make an effort and get onto their own clubs if the people listen to this podcast will try and you know start having a chat with players and see can we kind of get that back into that sort of atmosphere back in because the the supporters are definitely there between the three clubs, especially with our three clubs anyway. Oh, yeah. It's great though when you mention that, Tom. It's great when you're in the bar and you see the likes of that's for me anyway, if you see the likes of the red lad and John Brown and them lads and they're talking about who we playing next and then they start naming off these lads or oh, we played against them, we played against them. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. wonder if they're rambling or they're telling the truth. But you just go with it because it's good old banter, you know. Yeah. Now, John yeah. Brown is known to ramble. Um, but uh, it's good banter, like, and you're just looking at them saying, Jeez, this is a real good crack. And, like, like even that, like, I met James, I think it was, geez, what was it, James? Maybe 12 years ago, maybe. 12 was years it? ago, yeah. yeah. We were coaching against each other, like, and I like the same year I met Johnny Butler, the same year as I met James, coaching against each other. Like, I talked to James maybe once, twice a week. I talked to Johnny Butler every day of the week. Johnny's Mullingar, James Kilkenny, you know, like, these are the kind of relationships you build. Yeah. It's good old crack, like, and it's just, I don't think there's any other sport like, Rugby, and I don't think there's any other division like junior rugby. Junior rugby is just class, it's in my mean, opinion. It's probably up to your generation, though, as well, to, to encourage that as well with the younger lads, you know, because there's been a couple, oh, yeah. of, couple of blip years with COVID and a couple of, well, not just that, but just it's passing on the values as time mm. goes by as well, you know. This is what That's we do, it. you know. The values the yeah. 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 Like we, we, like we had the opening on Saturday, and it was funny. We had another dressing room opening back in 1987 when we built. The, the old dressing rooms as they now are but Gary Brickle's father was Frank was president in 1987 so Gary made a, a presentation to the club of the mounted match programme from the day of the open we played Ireland that day like we played Ireland Phil Orr Willie Duggan Tony Ward were playing that match like you know and did you win that one? I, I, I think the scoreline was null and void. Probably one of drunk drinking session after. But like, you know, that's that's when you get to that's probably the effects of professionalism on the game as well. It has taken that little bit away from it. And yeah. but uh, like the lads are telling the stories of the of the day of that opening in '87 and the crack that was had in the clubhouse. And it was a it was nearly a three day drinking session. Now look at those days have gone on, but it is about getting people back in. We were actually lucky. There was a slight a slight mistake with our uh, with our post match catering for the teams on Saturday. They eventually got fed, but the Bechtel lads were sticking around to get fed, and they had a hip points. You know, we had a hip points with them, and it was great crack in the clubhouse. And the Bechtel president got up and sang a song, and his wife sang a song, and we're after like we're after knocking two shades of shite out of each other on the pitch in first and seconds. But then inside the clubhouse, you were back to as you were saying, Tom. It was like it was like twenty years ago, you know. Everyone was in the clubhouse together, singing songs, having crack. It was mighty. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you a good one. I'll tell you how good how good of a time Mullingar had. I had to meet a lad from Mullingar in Dublin yesterday to give him back his jacket and his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, sorry, Wednesday. I keep forgetting this is not Thursday. Wednesday. Good night, I, had to had. I had to meet him in yeah. in, uh, in uh, the M50 exit of the Tala. I was on the way to Bray for a match. And I met him at the Tala exit to give him back his wallet and his jacket. Mm. <laughs> he, he had a good night. <laughs> but I was run, I was running around with gear bags on uh, still on Monday from lads in the college. Uh, yeah, I left, <laughs> left their gear bags behind, smelling since uh, since since. And they probably wore the college trend on Monday. Uh, I'm sure they because it's late enough now. By the time I got to them, there was a few so, lads smelling the trend on Monday. Can yeah. you see that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right. Um, Johnny, more news out with Tolo this weekend uh, to do with your 
to do with Sean O'Brien. He's off to Nace. So we had this discussion, of course, for anyone listening that's not familiar with it. Sean has been refused uh, by the RFU to play for Tullow, because Tullow are a junior club, but he is allowed to play AIL. Nace are an AIL team. So off he goes, and it was announced during the week. Yeah, and look, uh, we obviously stayed quiet for the few weeks that going on, and we continue to do so because laws are laws. And if we start whinging and bitching and bawling about them, we get nowhere. So we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll leave it where it is. But it's a good move, I think personally for Sean. It's a good move um, for Nace. It's 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 a, it's a ginormous sign for Nace. Um, yeah. I was chatting to Johnny Murphy during the week about. It. He's very happy about. It. Uh, he's the head coach up there. He's chatting to a few of their players as well. They're obviously very happy about it. But look at. It just goes to show you the nature of the man. He uh, wants to play rugby, and that's all he wants to do. So um, he obviously can't play for Tolo just yet. But there's lads older than him playing for Tolo right now, and probably will still be there when he's here, when he's back in Tolo. So um, we'll we'll hold out hope, and we wish him the very best luck in this. Um, it's an incredible club. I feel uh, I've lot, I know a lot of lads up there quite well, and um, hopefully he's uh, part of big things up there, and he can help them get to one A maybe with a bit of luck. Yeah. I think it's yeah, one of ours up there this year as well. We got Mark <laughs> McDermott back out of Corinthians. Uh, he's signed. He's signed on him now. So he's there. They're doing heavy recruitment. I think. I was, believe. That the chap, was on the wing for you last year against us. <clears throat> no, 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 Mark no, no, hasn't no. played since underage. Mark played. Uh, he played Leinster youth and then went on. Mark's to, an incredible player. He went to college. In, he's McDermott. He's he's Dave. Dave plays in the centre, and Jeff is scrum half. Yeah, he's the youngest of the three. He's a uh, uh, class, a little bit of class act. So um, he's he's gone playing with Nace this year. I think he's like to see him do well. All involved, yeah. You know, I think because well, like, you said, Johnny, Nace are a good club. I have family involved in them up there. Um, cousin William is on the team, and like another cousin Paul was president up there for a few years. But I think Nace, Nace are probably. A good club to go to that have good cultures and good values up there and that would probably be fairly well aligned with the cultures and values that the Kilkenny's and Tullos and Carlos would have as well like they are a provincial club you know it's I played against Nace in the year they won the league to go back senior and it was their last year, year junior what was it about 2007 I played against them up there Millie was playing number eight for them and I always liked them after that. The game was a right trimming up there on a Thursday night in that game. But mm. it was, uh, I always liked Nace. You know, it's, I, I think it's a good move for Sean. It's close to home as well. And it's on the way home from work. And um, it can only be good for all parties. It can keep them fresh for Tullo next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like, just like a touch on that with Nace. Nace have been very accommodating. Nace will be very accommodating. I know for, for us in Kenny College, if we're playing Dublin clubs and there's a final or a semi-final or anything in the mix yeah. and say it's a neutral ground, we ring Nace, they always accommodate, to be fair to them. Um, so I think they have a lot of, they have a lot of um, junior club value still and, and they show that, you know. So, you know, and if you look uh, at their team sheet every week, right? They put the name where lads are from. Where lads are from. They're mm. all from around the catchment area, Nace, Bar Crokey. Crokey's mm. from Port Leash. And they have another fella mm. down from... Um, they had a lad from New Ross as well. Yeah, John, John, well, John Sutton's had to retire with a back injury, with a neck injury. But um, they had uh, a guy from Collection as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... Um, like, I said, because your man Paulie Tulafua, he's left him, he's gone to... Like, you know, so predominantly now, it's it's an A's team that they have. You know, but yeah. here's here's the question now, and I know it's up in the WhatsApp. Can he play J1 in the Towns Cup for, for Nace? No, Tom says no, but I don't know. I think it'll open a can of worms, but like that, look at again, laws are there, so he can't. The rule is not the rule is based on junior rugby, it's not the club, it's junior, it's junior rugby and senior rugby. And I can't see that that that's it's illegal to do because the rule, the gen, the IRFU rule is there for two years at senior rugby. Not junior rugby. Towns Cup is a provincial Towns Cup. It's a, it's, it's a, a junior it's, competition. Yeah, a junior, a, a totally junior competition. Um, so you can't, he can't play. Like, uh, yeah, but Tom, because like, it'd be to- I mean, if if they did do that, I mean, it would be, it'd be to- totally taking the mick against uh, against what we stood, what they stood up for in the first place. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah, stood up yeah. for a rule that was there. That was fair enough. Like we're not going to go on about that. Mm-hmm. But the. You can't go back now and play it. I mean, that'd be a kicking. That'd be like that'd be like just laughing at at, at, at his at his thing for Tolo as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'll just throw oh, one thing out there. Was, we yeah. always draw an ace in the cup. We don't want Sean to be out to make up. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, well, I, well, I tell you, I tell you, there would be there would be objections come so there'd be apps. I think there would be mm. murder across the whole board of all southeast clubs because I mean. They should have allowed him to play for Tullo in that case. Yeah, he's not. I mean, you can't do that. You can't say play for Tullo. You can't say no to Tullo and then play J one for play J one for Nace. That's that would be just that would be just totally wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody would agree with that. But you looked at. I'd imagine. I'd imagine after all, it's well established now what he can play and when he can play. Um, like so, yeah. Look and look, it's 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 not that he will end up playing Towns Cup for Tullo or for Nace. You know, because he's going to play a lot of games in AIL 1B this year anyway. So he probably, yeah, yeah, he probably won't be able to. You'd imagine he'd start more than six anyway. Yeah. You'd imagine. But um, I, I think it's a brilliant move. Um, and I actually enjoy going to NACE games to watch Crokey because I'd obviously be, I'd be good friends with a few lads up there from True PSA, Adam Kyle and Brian Croak and Fiona Higgins and etc. Mm. Um, So now I have a, another excuse to go up and watch to play a bit of ball. Like yeah. I need an excuse, but yeah. It gives an awful lot more people an excuse to go to get in the car and drive up to Nace to watch them play. You know? Yeah, and you know what it There's... also does? It opens the door for young guys who want to play AIL but are afraid or maybe can't afford the to travel to, to Dublin to play AIL or travel, yeah. etc. So it could create a link and like I always say, young lads who are good enough, spread the wings and go, lad, have a look at it, see what's about. You give it a cut you anyway, know? because your home club will always be there. Yeah, but you're like, absolutely. And I, one of the things that bugs me is you see fellas going to play AIL rugby and they're going, they're leaving their home club where it would be a good standard of junior rugby, but they're leaving their home club to play lower level of AIL. If you're going to go, go 1A, 1B or no lower than 2A. Well, I'll make no comment on that because we, we have five, we've three lads who've left Hull to play. Second team AIL rugby, so in other words, J one standard rugby elsewhere. Yeah, so yeah, look, that's their if they want if they want to go do that, absolutely go 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 roll I'm your certainly of the opinion that a high standard of one A one B junior rugby is probably not too far away from AIL Division Two C and these these levels. Like I think, well, I think one A rugby is probably very similar stature to two to two B or two C. Yeah, yeah. Like so it's very the difference. If you look at an Escorty, an Escorty jumped straight. Two clubs yeah. have jumped straight in their junior clubs and have gone like yeah. an straight up without having to like without recruiting big players or without putting money yeah. in. Just the only thing they did was invest in a coach. You know, they got a new coach that year last season, and um, they went they went up again. So yeah. they played with near enough the same team. And a hell of a lot of Enniscorthy young fellas on that team. And I, can't I was just about to say, there's a lot of homegrown there. They're nearly all homegrown. They yeah. don't have any Kiwis. They don't have any. I watched them train. They worked hard down there. They didn't have all these players. They had Decky coaching the forwards, and Declan O'Brien coaching the forwards. And they had that uh, guy, he's gone, he's gone to Belvedere, I think, this year. Kieran Harlow. He, he was Hose. really, really good with well, the has gone a few yeah. years now. Yeah. No, I don't know who he was. He's an Australian. I, guy. I know the lads have, but really, really, in there now. Really, really good. Um, Who's there, Brett Igo? Yeah, was he? Didn't know that. Yeah, Brett's down. He's Decky and Brett. Yeah, but so <coughs> Sorry. Look, look at those lads. I mean, they're and they're. I think they're performing. I don't. I'd be spoofing if I saw them, but I think I think they're not doing too badly in the in Division Two B. So, well, sure. You, you tell us we wish, we wish tomorrow. We wish them all the best of luck with that one. Absolutely. Good luck to Sean uh, with that as well. We're going to move on to provincial, uh, inter-provincial uh, inter and provincial stuff. Uh, we're recording this on a Friday, so it's only a couple of hours out from Connacht Munster, but we'll have a chat through it all the same. We'll preview Leinster, Celsi, Sharks as well. Uh, Munster team uh, named, and I suppose the most notable thing there is Joey Carberry at 15. Now, all the conspiracy theorists will say, oh, well, that's the number 10 thing gone, but I think they're short at 15 anyway. They're missing Simon Zebo and uh, uh, a couple of players there for 15, so it's probably made sense just to stick him in there because he has the experience. Well, he played his best rugby for Leinster at 15, didn't he? Yeah, he did been, no, look, lads, we've, been saying, we've been saying this for a long time. Oh, lad, I was I going away from here. He wasn't. <laughs> the chefs was getting it ready. Yeah, he wasn't a <laughs> now half. I always said he's 15. Uh, that's his first, I think that's his First game at 15 since I think it's 2000, May 2018 or something like that. 
So yeah, Leinster against. He the, played on Saturday. Monster were chronic last week, by the way. Anyway, against Zebra. And yeah. Joey Carberry comes on and he threw two passes, two passes along the ground. If if an under sixteen did that, you'd you'd shoot him. Don't say Tom. Don't say Tom. Be held up. But he if he's at fifteen, if he's at fifteen for for for, for Munster, is that his number two? Or the Irish half gone on him? Is he off the squad now for the Autumn Internationals? <laughs> I, so. I think Andy Farrell will be looking at this very closely, going, "Okay, he can potentially become even more versatile and more valuable on the bench now that he can cover two of the key positions in the, in, in the back line. He can cover 10 Yeah, and but he's not the best of either of them. You know, to cover but them. When you're, when you're picking a 21 or 22 person squad for an Autumn International or Six Nations game, it might mean that you can carry an extra centre or an extra back row yeah. or an extra five and a half, you know? See, Frawley can play centre and 10. <laughs> I know he's injured. Yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, just... know let's let's wait till tonight because you have two teams tonight. You have Connacht playing very poorly as well, missing Connacht a few team players. There too, yeah. have Munster definitely haven't haven't uh, haven't stepped up yet. I know it's early days and we can't. There's no point in giving out about. But they they there's two teams need to prove themselves tonight. Yeah. describe it as the desperation derby because it's a good you know, Munster needed 52 points get into Europe last year, and they're already minus six now, you know? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Just when we're, uh, when we're on the Connacht thing, um, I want to wish Charlie Ward a speedy recovery. He'd done his ACL uh, oh, two geez. weeks ago. Oh, um, so he's getting the surgery in, in two week, three weeks' time. He's to wait for the swelling to go down on the knee, and he gets the surgery. So that'll uh, sideline poor Charlie for a while. But um, yeah, just wish him a speedy recovery there when we're talking about Connacht. Hey, that's not nice. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, just no. from absolutely. And I hope he gets, hope he recovers quickly and gets gets better soon. And all that's a horrible injury to get. Um, does a, a notable thing about the Connick team there, David Hawkshaw at number twelve. It, has he displaced Tom Daly from that centre so. position, or is that just a? Tom has played probably every game for Connick in the last four or five games. It says he, and he was in South Africa for the two weeks as well. I'd say it's a break. Is what Daly's get. Now he's on the bench there, isn't he? Yeah, I'd say it's just a rest. Sorry, rest sorry Tom, I'll blow it up there a bit. Still <coughs> <laughs> can't see it. <laughs> no, I can see that, right? <laughs> I'd say, Stephen, I'd say it's a rest rotation, to be honest with you, is I, uh, all I'd say. Peter Dooley on the bench there as well, across from Leinster. And uh, yeah. not a bad old team. Munster team, uh, I suppose, the notable stuff. Gavin Coombs is back. Nice to see him in there. Uh, Connor Murray starts at nine. Uh, I think that's his first start of the season. Uh, ben Healy yeah. continues at 10. Joy's in 15. And other than that... Be yeah. interested to see Connor Phillips. He's the young monster, lad. He's played a lot of rugby for young monster in the AL over the last few years, if I'm right. He's very, very quick. I think he, didn't, he got on the score. He scored a try last week, did he, Tom? Yeah. We're missing, I'll tell you where they are struggling though. If you did even looking at it there and looking at the bench, they have no centers. I don't know what the hell. Like, are you well? Yeah, yeah. you affect the power there. And after that, um, the fridge is over in South Africa at the moment, so yeah. And, but yeah, and you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how good this is. Not great, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Scandal's like, not great, and, like when you look at it, when you look at the at Leinster centers and the, the pairings that they have and the potential pairings that they have. There's no comparison and Len and and Ulster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ulster have fantastic centre parents and and young that's come through. Just I don't know. Very wishy wash. Like you have Joey Carberry, good player. Connor Phillips has to prove that he's 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 young and he's active. Uh Fakatawa, we know what he can do. Dan Goggin, as I say, I don't rate him particularly wonderful. Uh young Patrick Campbell, Ali's uh, grandson is doing really, really well. He, he's really he? full back. Yeah, he's a really good full back. No, when you said whose grandson he was, it was kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, he's Ali, he, Ali Campbell's. <laughs> Ali Campbell. Sorry, Ali Campbell's grandson. Um, Deadly. Like he's, he's a good little player. Very good player. Yeah. Like he played well in the 20s and uh, performed solid enough last week. Uh, ben Healy still has a lot to prove himself. And Conor Murray, well, we know what Conor Murray does. 
and the yeah, pack yeah. Has, oh, look the pack is improved hopefully the pack will have a better game this week it will give us more entertainment absolutely hey, Lads, I, i'd love to stay and chat about munster and connacht and ramble but i gotta shoot I'll, no problem uh, catch, johnny catch next week see johnny best looks on the dam yeah hello enjoy your oh you're not going on us you'll have to have a six pack at home just to feel it just to feel good yeah. six pack enjoy, your, your, uh, Talk to you. enjoy your mind and the kids johnny kid kid bye bye you know one of those is a handy thing for you to have now <laughs> and that's for yourself not for the baby yeah. For those listening on the podcast only, James holding up a suitor, um, or a dory, as we call it, uh, in our house. Um, that's Johnny just gone off the podcast there as well. Yeah, so that match is half seven tonight. This podcast recorded on a Friday night, so depending on when you're listening, the match could be over, in which case we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> we'll follow it up. Um, but yeah, that's Connacht and uh, uh, Munster. Uh, as you said, the, what's it, the Desperation Derby, James? The Desperation Derby. I think it's a good one. Like, it's a non-fair comment on it, but Munster and Connacht... I think it's accurate, you know, Connacht, like, they're going to be desperate for points to get into Europe next year, like. Yeah. You know, you could have Munster at the end of the season in a scenario now where they have to go on an unbeaten run now for how many games to 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 nearly guarantee themselves to get, Leinster, or to get into the Heineken Cup next year. And don't forget, they have Leinster coming up very soon. This could be a nightmare... Open into the season for for Munster, it could get a whole lot worse. Yeah, you know, not in the sports ground isn't easy, never easy, and they've beaten Munster up there more often than not in recent years. And then you have Leinster coming up. Absolutely, um, a lot of work to do, but they have to be patient with what they're trying to do as well. Because as they we're saying at the weekend, they're, they're they're only seeing glimpses of it for 15, 20 minutes, and then it just all goes to pot. Even yeah. against Zebra last weekend, it was pretty poor from 20, 25 minutes on. I'd say, yeah, but it'll, it'll come right. Look at here's the team. Now, this is here's the team. The Lenser, of course, in action tomorrow, uh, Saturday, 8th of October. Decent team out there. I know we're starting to say this every week. Um, There's no week that, team. yeah, like that's pretty good. Good to see Rob Russell out with 11 getting a the shot there. Uh, Johnny's back Johnny Sexton's first match of the season I have a couple of new faces on the bench as well McKee uh, the lads say he was on the bench last week good to see back out uh, James Ryan Reese Ruddock uh, Foley's in this week as well uh, Ross Bourne and Gary Ringrose on the bench that are given the Charlie Ngati and Harvey Henshaw axes uh, a, tr- a test so to speak I think Gary could be carrying a small bit of a knock as well or he's managing his game time so Robbie's gone out to 13 for that one um, but yeah a decent team lads yeah, with the autumn internationals coming up, they're going to be managing wow. pair time as well, you know. Just every week we see it. Like Tom just went, yeah. Wow, there's never a bad Leinster team name. No, we're not surprised anymore. <laughs> see, there you go. Look, there's there's a totally different center, there's a different center pairing again with yeah, like that's twice on my like Yeah, scary. It's scary. Well, I tell you, it's, it's probably more scary for like I, I don't care about anyone else. It's probably scary for Irish rugby because I mean it's at the moment it looks like Ulster is the only one that can actually can stay with them. Yeah, and we're unfortunate against them last week. You know, they gave him a big, like, once Ulster gave Leinster a big head start. But by God, they nearly got them only for an unfortunate, what was it, forward pass or grounding there in the corner. It could have clipped them. Yep. Oh, it was a uh, yeah, Lencer by their own standards, I suppose, were a tiny bit off, but like we expected, you know, you'd expect that from Ulster anyway. Um, yeah. To put and that tag up to were at home as well. Rotten mm-hmm. conditions, though, in fairness. Yeah. And I see they've signed Rory Sutherland today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the Rolls are definitely sort of firmly the number two team in Ireland at the moment. It's a, yeah. Without yeah. Out, no debating it. Yeah. Good coach, good system. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, then again, the monster thing might click into place. Who Speaking knows? Dan McFarland, how long to get it to where it is? Remember, he took Ulster over and there were basket cases nearly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Takes a while. Lads, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. Plenty of uh, rugby to look at this weekend, of course. So Leinster is Saturday. Uh, Connacht 
Munster is tonight, Friday, when the podcast is recorded. So apologies if you're listening to this on a Sunday and, and it's already passed. You know the score now at this stage. Um, but best of luck this weekend to you, Tom. Carlo Atai, 3 o'clock in Oak Park on yeah. Sunday. Can I just jump in with one thing, Steve, before we finish up? I'll be sure if I don't say it. Um, I just want to congratulate this was it was three Carlo lads on uh, Noah Cope Tig um Tig and uh Killian Redden all or Killian on uh the southeast on at the week uh, during the week they played the Metro to beat them uh 29-19 yeah. uh, uh Tig is gone Tig Rowan is been just been selected for the YSP, which is the Leinster Youth Special Program. Um, Ty played. Um, Ty played number eight uh, for a long time, and then transferred over to Tighthead and uh, played played the Leinster under 18s uh, over the summer. Did really really well. Actually scored a hat trick. Not bad for a tight head on uh, against the Metro. <laughs> That's going to go on. And uh, big, big. there's a couple of Kilkenny lads on that, James, as well. Yeah, on, there uh, are. There's Marcus Southeast. Bowen, Hugh Power, Mark Power, Hugh Heaney, Donald Keeley. Donald was actually on the Leinster Youths last for, over the summer. James Coogan and Dan Ring was captain. Um, we'd have a lot of hope now for all six of those kids coming through to, to first 15, second 15 in the next two years. Yeah, you know, um, just to add myself, actually, just our ladies kick off their Leinster League campaign tomorrow on Sunday against Garda in Fuchstown at one o'clock. So, Sorry, best of luck to the girls. Yeah, uh, we have uh, our Rhino girls, the thing with Tullus. Oh, you know, Tom is here, frozen. But, uh, kicked off the cup last week with the... I'm frozen. You froze again, for a second frozen. there. You start again there on the I'm Rhinos, Tom. We lost you. Yeah. Uh, the under 14s. Um, had a great win against uh, against New Ross of the weekend 19-5 in their first their first game uh, it's actually a cup game uh, the first cup game and they're through the second round this weekend against Sharks that's in Tolo at 11 o'clock our under the under 16s Rhinos then they played or uh, they had we had a walkover against uh, the Ravens which is Burr Ross Gray but we're playing at high in Carlo at uh, 11 o'clock and I made an error too. I just said, I'm getting my Killians mixed up. Killian Redman <laughs> was playing with London Irish last year. So it's uh, Killian Moore. I'm very sorry. Killian plays, uh, plays in, played in the centre there for the for the southeast against the Metro. So look, apologies. You get flustered. Before the text start flooding in. <laughs> Aye. That's it. Lads, thanks a million. Uh, yeah. Great show. A nice uh, long show tonight as well. Plenty to talk about. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week, Tom, and see how you got on. Uh, Kilkenny and Tullow are uh, having a well-earned break this weekend, uh, but with Connacht, Munster and Leinster now to talk about next week, and we're getting not far off the November internationals either. We'll talk about all that next weekend. On Look the show, forward then. to actually being up in the media box there for KCLR at the November internationals. Oh, 100%. We'll yeah, put all of us the four of us are going off. Yeah, sitting in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> the coldest place on the planet is the press box in the Viva Lads. I'm not joking. Right. Uh, yeah, a, a second only to Crow Park. Yeah. Uh, talk to you next anyway, week, lads. We'll see Thanks you, lads. Take care. Bye. See you now.